0: Welcome back to the big program. Uh, Duke, I guess I win one of the ins or outs last week. Carolina Panthers have fired head coach Frank Reich. (laughs) So one of the ins or the outs was, would a coach be fired this week? But not the guy that we thought. Uh, Let's welcome in. Olympic gold medalist, Lorianne Munzer, to the program, our Monday co-host from 8 to 10. Good morning, Lorianne. Good morning, Kevin. How was your weekend? Did you just Were you just inundated with American Thanksgiving, college football, NFL, every kind of... It was just wild. You probably never left your TV.
1: It was a sports weekend, a dream come
0: true. <laughs> Shouldn't every weekend be like that? Well, I think a lot of people would agree with you, especially football fans, because you can watch... I mean, and then Saturday, there were so many. It's rivalry weekend in the college football ranks, right? That's American Thanksgiving. So there were so many, you know, the rivalry schools. So they have a lot of intense rivalries, obviously. So, But, and then last night, you got to watch the others a little bit. And what did you think? Do you think that they're kind of turning things around here, hopefully?
1: Of course. I wore my black turtleneck again. So I was on Friday with Jason, had the black turtleneck on, and boom, they took another win. And uh, so I'm just I'm just wearing the black turtleneck every <laughs> night, every day they play. So, wow. and you crazy. can't wash it.
0: You can't wash it. You have to... That's okay, the, that, I got to
1: get it out of the laundry then. Those are
0: the rules. Okay. You can't wash it. Jeez. <laughs> so there it is. Until until they lose, you got to wear that all the time and you can't wash it. Oh, with total pride.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think we should start if, a
0: streak. If it, if the streak starts, then we'll do. you can come in. We'll do it by phone next week, right? So you, Absolutely. So you can't come in the studio because it might, might be a little older, older city or something. Oh, different. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's welcome in uh, Mark Spector now for On The market powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download their new Booster Juice rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. Good morning, Spec. What's going on? Well, Lorianne just said she's been wearing her lucky shirt now. She wore it Friday. It's a black turtleneck. She wore it last night, so two wins. And, uh, and she said she's going to wear it all the time. Little did she know she's not able to wash it. She's not allowed to wash it.
2: She didn't know that?
0: No.
1: I'm good with the new tradition. I'm 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 in. I'm all in. <laughs>
2: yeah, if you're gonna have a lucky piece of clothing. I played ball with a guy oh, no. who wouldn't wash his uniform when we won. And one year we had a really good team and we've been lost we didn't lose many. And this guy was a mess. He was like a second baseman and he slid all the time and he's a hard hustling guy. You show up before the first inning. He was already covered in dirt from last night's <laughs> game.
0: <laughs> oh. Did you ever have any superstitions like that when you were playing bowl?
2: Uh No, I'm not in that superstitious a guy. No, not really. Try to stay sober. That was my superstition.
0: <laughs> Try. That would have been tough. <laughs> Just think if they would have had craft beer back in the day for you, Speck.
2: Yeah, no, no. No, that's. No, that's. You should always. It's sober, my friend. (laughs) Then you can see the ball when it's flying over the fence.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mark Spector, Loriad Munzer with a Sports 1440. What'd you make of the game last night, Spec?
2: Well, very obviously good for the Orders. You know, I think what you like about the Oilers is you're starting to see the things that we thought we'd see from the start. You know, probably the metaphor for me is of that game is Leon Dreisiedel's firing in that power play one-timer. Man, we haven't seen many of those this year. Like, A, the other teams have been taking it away, and B, when they when they executed it, drysdale has been misfiring. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to see that power play goal unfold, just like it always has, and him drill home a bullet, uh, that tells me that the orders are starting to get right.
1: So, Speck, what do you think he did to bring that out again? What did he do?
2: I don't know. Like this is the question, right? Why, why does a, you know, why, why are you slumping? I've asked that guys that question for my whole career. And the answer is always, if I knew I wouldn't be slumping anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well,
1: so what if you ask the opposite question? Cause everybody yeah, I, always asks that is yeah. what are you going to be doing?
2: What do you mean? What are you going to be doing?
1: Well, from a coaching perspective, if you keep focusing on the negative, that's exactly what you're going to get. So what if you played the game of opposites and you started asking questions of, so what could you do to raise the bar? What are you going to do to raise the game? What are you going to do to raise the level of the team? I think that's kind of, yeah.
2: I mean, that's what they're trying to do. And and, uh, so what's the answer to that, right? I'm going to work harder in practice. I'm going to spend more time doing video I'm going to dissect my game and find out what's not working. But I'll be honest with you, Laurieann, when you look at a guy like Drysaddle, who's, you know, that that one timer off the right side, I mean, he's got that thing master. He's a 50-goal man every year. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he fans on about seven of them and misses the net on about seven of them. And you go like you tell me where that Mm -hmm. goes he hasn't lost his ability he hasn't he's not not trying to score a goal but for about three weeks there that shot just eluded Leon Dreisaitl it's like it's like a you know a great piano player forgetting how to play the piano like how does that happen I don't think anyone really knows how that happens
0: Mark Spector, Lorian Munzer on Sports 1440. I agree with you in that sense, Spec, because everyone goes, well, if I knew the answer, I would change it. Uh, And again, you're talking about a 50-goal guy that was doing those in his sleep, it seems, for the last several years. And to be honest with you, that one was even, like he's been way sharper angles down there and scoring. This one was, this was almost a gimme for him.
2: Yeah, you know. that was a sitter, and, yeah. and he put it away, and oh. it looked like the old Leon Dreisaitl. So I think that's, that's kind of what I thought. There's a lot of different elements in that hockey game than that one shot, but I think if there's one thing Oiler fans been wondering why it hasn't been working, it's that. And uh, I think you can say that it looks like Connor's back, right? Mm-hmm. Connor's, he's his speed has returned. He's, again, the most explosive, quickest player on the ice for the last couple of games, so that's a good sign. And, you know, the, your next best guy has got her going again. Hyman's playing fantastic mm-hmm. hockey. Kane had 10 hits on a goal last night. Uh, Skinner, didn't. no one liked the second goal, but you know what happened? The team, I think they gave up 11 shots in the last two periods. So the goalie got it together and the team got it together. And that's just the kind of game where it, you look at it and you say, boy, if we can keep something like some version of that game up, it's going to win some hockey games.
1: Can you talk about Connor? He was talking about confidence and he said that, you know, one or two guys can't turn the lights on. They can't flip that switch. It takes nice. the whole group. Can you talk more about that?
2: Yeah, well, I, first of all, I don't think any fan base needs to know more than this one. You know, just because you've got two great players... You know, they don't have any Stanley Cups here, and they got the best two players in the league in a lot of seasons. So that's the first thing. It's clear this is not basketball, folks. This is mm-hmm. a team game. Um, and, you know, Connor's always made that point. Like, he's always trying to drive it home. It's about the whole team. It's not just about me or me and Leon. And, you know, I guess I would, I would say that, you know, there's a reason they call them leaders because everybody else follows them. So it's probably not a coincidence that at the same time the whole group starts playing better, mm-hmm. Tom and Connor are playing better too, right? There's there's a symbiotic relationship there, but uh, I think we've all seen it, you guys. When just because Connor and Leon are going, it doesn't mean you win playoff series. You got to have the other guys going too.
0: And Darnell Nurse is a leader on this team. There's no denying that. Uh, what did you make of his game? Uh, last night. I mean, boy, oh boy, he had some really pretty passes and was involved, and uh, they need him to be like that and more uh, moving forward.
2: Yeah, he was very, very good last night, for sure. And, you know, it's almost a little dangerous, Kev, I think, because he was really good offensively last night, and I think we all know Darnell well enough to know that the best game he plays is when he's shutting you down defensively. It, 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 you know, what I don't want to see is Darnell say, hey, I had a couple great assists. I rushed the puck pretty good. I'm mm-hmm. going to play more on the offensive end. I don't think that's what the orders need from Darnell Nurse. He was fantastic last night. And, you know, maybe the fact they had the puck all night is the reason they didn't give up more than 11 shots in the last two periods. But uh, I'm less interested in seeing Darnell pick up points and more interested in seeing him shut teams down defensively. That, to me, is the Darnell Nurse that I think helps the orders the most.
1: Yeah. Do you think there's other players there that could help Darnell do, you know, keep that consistency going?
2: I don't know. I mean, I... Because he's a
1: leader on the team, right? So he's setting the bar. Who else is going to come along?
2: Well, I mean, I, to me, it's an individual thing, though, Laurie, for for Darnell. Darnell, like... You know, I think we've all watched Darnell play long enough, and I've talked to a lot of people around the game, and, and the more offensively Darnell plays, the less he succeeds in his own zone. I think we found that. Like last mm-hmm. night was a perfect game. He was great at both ends of the ice. Uh, might be his best game of the year. But generally, I don't think it's a teammate thing. I think it's a Darnell thing. I think it's uh, deciding when to go offensively and deciding when not to. And that's always been the sort of the, you know, the hill that that Darnell has to climb and figure out here is he's got to make the right choices and not know when to pinch and know when to go. And he skates so well, he wants to skate that thing. And I get it. Mm -hmm. But in the end, I think we'd all agree that the times that we look at Darnell and say, man, I wish he would have just stayed home and defended. Uh, and when he does do that, he's pretty effective.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mark Spector, Lori Munzer
0: on Sports 1440, the Kevin Carey Show, eight twelve in Edmonton. Um, I wanted to just get your thoughts on James Hamlin, Spec, because, you know, it's such a feel-good story. He scores his first goal last week uh, in Tampa Bay, and then he scores his first home goal last night, and he's working his tail off. Uh, yep. I, I was telling Sean Brown earlier, I mean, he's doing absolutely everything to not get pulled out of the lineup.
2: Well, it's the old story, Kev. The little guy has to prove he can play, and the big guy has to prove he can't, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's as old as the game, that, that tale. And James Hamblin's a little guy, and he's got to continue to prove that he's an NHL player. And you know he's having a nice run good mm-hmm. for him he's sticking his nose in and he's not taking it out he's not giving the coach a chance to sit him yeah and other guys are sitting instead and you know what like he's a good story for sure I and mean, even that stuff only lasts so long a good story is only as <laughs> good as the guy you know the, as the player and right now i would give hamlin credit he's hanging in he's playing smart defensive hockey he's winning his face-offs a little bit of offense here and there sure uh, I. Everyone loves the kid, and he's yeah. a local guy, and all those things. But none of that's going to keep you in the lineup. Playing hard, mm-hmm. playing well, playing smart—that's going to keep you in the lineup. Nobody cares what your story is yeah. if you're going minus three, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I think he's got a hunger there that's really coming out, and he's bringing it. Who else do you think needs to prove? Okay, I'm here, and I'm staying. Who else well, needs to I'll tell prove hey,
2: it? Who's got to hang on to a spot here with Hamlin coming? Is mm. Brian McLeod? Uh, yep right I think they're Kevin I know that I heard you say and I saw it too there's a couple shifts where they elevated uh, Hamlin last night yeah. and I don't think Hamblin's the solution here as a third line center a third line center is an important position on a hockey team and they want it to be Ryan McLeod. but if this let's just fast forward and let's say this team's looking like it's for sure a playoff team at the deadline and they're going to look through their lineup and they're going to say how are we doing a third line center here and that's an important position. And if Ryan McLeod's not filling that, they're going to have to find one. And in finding one, it might see Ryan McLeod go in the other direction. So uh, there's a huge chance for Ryan McLeod here to be part of a good team and take on an important role. And right now, he's not doing it.
0: Or it's a situation, Spec, And this is this is going to be. Um, we'll see how Chris Knobloch handles this because, as you said, and we noticed last night a couple shifts here and there that Hamlin moved into that. Third line spot. Yes, I agree. He is not the answer there. But if you are Ryan McLeod now, you've got someone looking, you're looking over your shoulder a little bit. You're looking at this guy going, oh, he's, he's taking a couple shifts away from me. I have to be better. I have to get it in gear. That's so, good coaching.
2: Yep, right? that's exactly. Coach. That's think, what a coach does is he plants that seed in the player just so the player knows, hey, my coach just sat me a couple shifts. And sometimes the rest of us out there don't notice. But that player every time notices, mm-hmm. <laughs> right?
1: And he sometimes knows. it sets that fire up and, well, and becomes an inferno. Hopes.
2: That's what the coach hopes, right? That's the plan. Yeah. So good for Chris Knobloch. <laughs> He's not waiting around. And the other thing I like that Knobloch did last night is I think they had three power plays mm-hmm. later in the third period. And I don't think McDavid and Dreisselt will hit the ice once. No. He really rewarded all the other guys on the team. He salted in all the third and fourth liners for some power play time. I thought that was
0: awesome. I thought he was trying to get McLeod a goal. I also thought maybe he might throw Connor Brown out there because he did pick up his first point. But at that that stage of the game, there's an opportunity to throw Connor Brown out a little more on the power play. And got
2: uh, power play. I, you don't, know, I don't think a ton, but he was out there at one point. Little, I
0: spot him. You know what I mean? Like that's where you're, you're saying, let's try to get this guy a goal. Same with McLeod. You're trying to, yep. like, they're trying to set things up. Like Ekholm isn't trying to score on that shot. He's hoping maybe the puck hits something and McLeod can bang an easy one in. You know. Sure. sure. So
2: but anyway, they, I mean, yeah, he did. He does get the second power play goal, but yep. I just like the To me, and I've gone on about this Ad nauseum. Listeners are probably sick of it. I think that this team needs to build a culture with everyone below the first and second line that they feel they belong and they feel they can contribute. Mm -hmm. And I think they've failed here on that over the last many years. Mm -hmm. It's always about the best guys and never about the depth players. And I saw a little shot of that last night where the coach said, no, you guys got eight goals here or seven goals. You don't need any more points tonight. We're going to give all this power play time to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was, I was very happy to see Mm
1: -hmm. that. So is that part of Knobloch's doing little things? So making it count on the ice time? Like what else is, are you seeing that he's doing? Yeah,
2: those are the little things. Like that's what makes him different than than, uh, the last coach and the coach before that, right? Like the last coach would have probably respectfully put out a second unit at some point. But he wouldn't have gone three power plays without putting Dry and McDavid out there for some sugar time, right? Mm-hmm. And this coach did. So that's a start. This coach did take McLeod into account and take the guy from the fourth line and, and give him a couple shifts in McLeod's spot. So, I, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of coaches in this town have talked about accountability, right? Mm-hmm. We've heard that word a lot. Haven't seen much of it. So at an early time, are we, maybe we're seeing some, Kev. Maybe we're seeing a little accountability from this coach. I don't mind that one bit.
0: Uh, I think that's what needs to happen moving uh, forward. Uh, hey, yep. Speck, thanks for uh, jumping on as you do every day at 8 o'clock. And, uh, Oilers with a day off today. Does that mean you head out to the Ponderosa, do a little wood chop, and get r- no, things ready for winter? No,
2: no, no, I got work to do today. Uh, for sure, it's quarter season. I think we're right in our quarter season oh. uh, assessments, which might not be too pretty here in Edmonton, but. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about cord of wood season, where you're getting like you're chopping down a cord of wood.
2: No, I got a lot to win to the lake. I'm probably put the chainsaw away for a while. while. <laughs> uh, big game tomorrow, though. It's going to be really fun. Like, yeah. it's cool that Vegas's first visit coincides with the Oilers probably feeling the best they've felt all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, they're going to go into that game without any trepidation tomorrow. There's probably a time when they would have thought, uh-oh, here comes Vegas. I don't think they're thinking that. No, I think we're going to get a wicked hockey game tomorrow night. Yeah,
0: and we'll talk about that a whole bunch tomorrow morning. Thanks, Beck.
2: All right, Kev. All right, that's
0: Mark Spector on the mark. Energized by Booster Juice, you can get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, we will hear from Oilers captain, Connor McDavid. We'll get Laurie Ann Munzer's thoughts on Jack Campbell bringing in, I guess, a mentor, coach, friend, all three in one uh, in Bakersfield, and that it would be Manny Legacy, who's uh, been a goaltending coach for a long time, and you know, Manny Legacy back he in World Junior Hockey lore, Manny Legacy is one of the top goalies to ever play for Canada if you look back in the day. So uh, that's coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 right after the break. Stay with us. Wow, we have found Laurie Ann Munzer's favorite song, if you can believe it.
1: <laughs> Manic Monday, love the Bangles song. Oh, the Bangles Yes, love them.
0: They were pretty popular back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to the bangles a little once in a while, Duke.
3: Are you uh, bumping that on the uh the eight track on your like way out to the town ta- no, night out on the town? Or they what? weren't
0: on eight track, but I used to have an eight track that had uh well, Perry Como.
1: Jim Crochet. Uh
0: the Beatles, yep. Beach Boys, all those guys on eight track. Eight tracks were great,
3: man. They I, I had I had one and I had the uh, a 68 continental there you go. um that uh, ran an eight track in that and there's some uh, electric light orchestra bumping the yeah. <gasps> uh, back Damn of there no. with a couple couple upgraded speakers in the trunk of the the link there yeah oh, how'd yeah. you get that car uh by I, I traded a horse for it actually <laughs> funnily enough um it's uh, wow It uh i i had bigger aspirations for, uh, for it because it uh, it needed a little bit of tender love and care like the, oh, the vinyl would come off Duke. the roof and stuff um but i never i was still in school at the time so never quite got around to getting it fixed up like i'd wanted. but it was like 7.5 liter v8 oh, um, power, eh? 24 feet long land yacht uh oh yeah did it
0: didn't have suicide doors because that of,
3: one did not no okay. that was uh that was the 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 first generation after the suicide door. Have you
0: ever, you know what kind of car we're talking about, Lorianne? I have a
1: picture, yeah. not totally complete, but it's pretty close.
0: Like when you're driving that thing down the road, like people, like Whoa. other vehicles just get out of the way. Oh because yeah. Because if you even, you could just tap like one of these new cars and that car's done. Yeah. Like, you know, this thing. Hey, well, oh
3: they're all made of plastic, whereas that thing was like, <sighs> not only was it that big, that was still made of full, complete metal. Like the yeah. bumpers and everything were, were steel
0: yeah you know the and the cool thing about those old cars because you know obviously i had i had something similar i had a truck that was similar but the the uh the heater like you could you could put that heater on the lowest the lowest setting and it would be like a furnace in your house it would just (laughs) blow it would blow out you'd be just sweating in there that's why
1: the windows were down
0: minus 30 and you put this the, the the heater on one and you just got the gravy going
3: yeah, funnily enough, that uh, and I, I misspoke. I said sixty; it was a seventy-eight. The sixty-eight were the ones with the suicide doors. Mm-hmm. But um, so this this past weekend was bar none at the University of Alberta. It, okay. uh, the Agriculture Club puts it on every year, fundraiser for Stars, a whole a whole week long thing. And on the Monday, so last Monday, they have a parade through campus. So we bring in tractors and uh, sometimes some horses and stuff running around. So what I did, I would like. Get, like dress up like for a parade. This continental that I had, and like uh, rip some donuts in uh, in Main Quad at the U of uh, U of A campus. Getting a little bit of trouble usually as a result from it, but usually there's snow on the ground by this time of year, so it wasn't as big of a. You're not like ripping up the grass per <laughs> yes, yeah, se. You're yeah. just uh, burning them in the mm-hmm. snow. Um, so yeah, that was a nice little uh, coincidental callback there, all at the same time.
0: Okay, so Lorian, you're watching the Duke tell this story. Mm-hmm. You can see confidence. He's talking totally. about his his heyday with the 1970 Continental, he had the confidence driving around town in this thing. Yep. And now the Oilers seem to have a little swagger back, a little confidence mm-hmm. back. And we were kind of talking about that with Speck. Yep. So, again, to get the confidence back, once you get it back, now you want to hold on to it as long as you can. Yep. So just your thoughts on, on a team trying to still find its way here. Uh, as a mindset coach and an Olympic gold medalist, you phrase it the right way because it's the opposite of how you think some questions are asked. So yep. go ahead.
1: I I, th- I think confidence is the game changer. The one that leads up to the confidence that will help flip it is your attitude. And how you show up is going to determine how you feel, which determines your confidence level. And you got to keep bringing it back every day. It's an everyday event. Mm -hmm. And I don't care who you are. When you're coming here to play on the ice, you're on the ice all in. And it's just, it's something you can build on. And people know it. You know, you, you look at events and you know the teams that are just struggling. You know, the teams that are owning the ice. You see the athletes, like when we used to race on the track, is you could see right at the start mm-hmm. line just how people were going to, you could almost call the race.
0: Mm-hmm. So it might feel strange to say because we haven't seen uh, Connor McDavid, and uh, you know, now again, now nine points in two games, you would think that he has his confidence back. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't have it for a few games. So last night, Connor McDavid uh, addressed the media following uh, the Oilers' 8 2 victory and wouldn't you know? Confidence, part of the conversation.
2: Yeah. You guys' offense is going. It wasn't the best start, but you guys didn't seem to get rattled by it. You just mm-hmm. kept going and then kind of took the game
4: over. Yeah, it was a good response. Uh, goal by you know, Leo, Leo's, Leo's line. Uh, you know, big goal by Kaner. uh They go up 2 1 again, and we find a way to, to, to get back in the game and something that we've been missing kind of throughout the year. So um, good to see a little bit of resilience there.
2: Um, obviously points to you come a little bit easier it seems than other people but um, early on they weren't going in as much for you the last week you got 12 points in, in four games um is confidence remotely
4: a thing that even you at times would, would struggle with, or are just things going in now that maybe weren't going in earlier? Uh, well, confidence, is obviously, a big part of it. Um, you know, I think our whole team is playing better, and I think that's why you're seeing guys start to to have success. Uh, you know, it's not just a, a light switch that you know one guy or two guys can can. Uh, can just turn on um, you know it takes a whole group and I thought our group's been playing better of late and you are starting to see you guys have a little bit of success um, and a little bit too is it just going in you know uh, you know guys are making plays and, and, uh, and it's just going in Just a
3: build up a piece of question I mean what have the last two games meant to you guys as a group as so you're trying to get it going here?
4: Yeah, Obviously it's big um, but all it is is two wins and need another one on Tuesday um, we just got to keep rolling our game over and, and uh and that's all there is to it.
0: You see me playing a bit cleaner game, I guess. Just you know, maybe simplifying things a little bit. How would you kind of see that your game in the last week or so?
4: Personally, or the team? To the team. Uh, the team game, I think, uh, has definitely just been simpler. Something that, something that uh, you know we talked about, and um, you know I thought guys have done a great job of kind of buying into that. And, um, we're a good checking team. We really are, um, you know. And when we use that to our, our strength, uh, you know, we can make uh, we can make it a half ice game pretty quick. And um, you know, that's something that we need to keep doing. Talk about James Hamlin and just what he's brought to the team since coming out. Yeah, he's great. He's he's just you know steady Eddie back there. Um, um, you know, on that on that line, and you know, brings a lot of reliability and and um, you know, chip in with a little bit of offense is always great. You know. Uh, couldn't happen to a better guy.
2: Um, just looking forward to Vegas here on, mm-hmm. on Tuesday.
0: You guys are playing your best hockey of the year right now. It's a good time to kind of get them in here. and.
4: Well, it's a big game. Uh, it's a measuring game for us to see, uh, you know, where, we, where we're at <laughs> against, uh, you know, one of the league's best, if not the the league's best. So a um, good measuring stick game for us and, and something that uh, we should be looking forward to.
0: That's Oilers captain Connor McDavid. Following last night's A-2 win, over the Ducks, it's funny, Lori Ann Munzer, that even the greatest player in the world can say sometimes confidence just isn't there, and True. he has it back now.
1: Yeah, and it's something that you you physically can see. There's there's an energy about it. Um, and I liked what he said, like confidence leads to success. It truly does. But you got to keep feeding that fire. You got to keep building it. And it's just, it's going for a play and just one at a time. And those little wins are what adds up to making it even bigger. And then it's about repeating it tomorrow, the day after, next day after.
0: Ooh, Laurianne has a fan. Fooming tests in. one 833 you are so inquisitive and thought-provoking. I enjoy hearing your perspective and thoughts on how the orders can improve from an individual and team perspective from
1: fooming. Thank you. Fooming. Thank you, fooming. Awesome. <laughs> uh. Here's something mm-hmm. Connor was saying. He was talking about Hamblin. And it was really wonderful to see him get his first goal away, you know, and, and pay tribute to his mom. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people that are behind every player, whether you realize it or not. And sometimes just having that one person say, go for it. You can do it. Now, Knobloch, you know, he's talking about doing the little things. And, you know, when when Speck was on, we were talking about, you know, creating a culture of belonging. When you have a culture or a community that you belong, that you are a part of, there's something magical that happens. And it too is an energy. Like you know those Mm -hmm. groups you go into and you can't get away from fast enough. Other groups you go into and it just builds. It's like, I want more of this, I want more of this. But it takes everybody to show up, to keep coming back. You know, Connor spoke about resilience. You know, Hamlin, steady Eddie. I thought that's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like he is, he's hungry for this and you got to keep that spark. The pilot pilot light is lit, Mm -hmm. but you got to start the inferno. You got to bring it out.
0: Well, a guy like James Hamlin, he knows that he can't take one shift off.
1: Oh, you can never take your foot off the gas. Oh, okay,
0: just, just hang on a second, though. There have been many guys this year, many players, and this isn't just with the Oilers, and it still happens. There are guys that, will they take shifts off. They'll take a period off. It's just the way it is. But if you are in a position like a James Hamblin, you can't because the you, you have zero... It's zero die. Well, it's
1: do or die.
0: No, but again, like you can look at how, uh, if you're looking at accountability, laurie okay, so the, the accountability in a sense of uh, a lot of people were upset, say, like Evan Bouchard earlier in the year, and he's been pretty good the last few games. He hasn't he hasn't made anything egregious as far as errors go, pinches. Mm-hmm. If he made a bad decision or a bad effort, there were a couple of times where the opportunity to be held accountable wasn't it, it, it didn't happen. He was out the very next shift, okay? And I'm just, I'm just using Evan Bouchard as an example here. If James Hamlin takes a shift or two off, he he could go from from where he's playing to back to Bakersfield in a week.
1: Yep.
0: Okay. Whereas some players it doesn't work that way for them. You might you might in your I don't know what your in your belief or whatever you want to call it, that might be An opportunity, what you think, but but there are some players that go like James Hamlin is one of them. Adam Ernie's another one. You take a couple shifts off, you're in the press box again, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you might be back to Baco within a week because again, those are the guys, and that's the difference between your thirteenth. That's what your thirteenth forward has to be. There has to be upward pressure where now Ryan McLeod's looking over his shoulder and going, James Hamlin's playing better than me right now.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Gretzky, did he ever take his feet off the gas? Yes. Did he ever take it,
0: ever t- it off? A lot of those players, yes, because it's a different time, okay? Back okay. in the day when those guys played, there were 21 teams in the league, mm-hmm. and there were only six or seven or eight good teams. You could play a team that was 20th in the standings, and the Oilers could bring their game to a, I don't know, 70 percentile and still win. Mm -hmm. And you knew it. You could say, you know, there's all the, you know, you, you know all the stories with New Jersey Devils and the Mickey Mouse operation, blah, 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 blah. There are teams, there were teams back in the day. And unfortunately, right now, Anaheim is a team like this right now, Duke. I hate to say it, but even though the Ducks have nine wins and are ahead of the Oilers, you can see they don't have the horses. They just don't. Okay, so they're down the road. And and here's here's my, here's a reason probably why Anaheim won, was it five or six games in a row, Duke?
3: Five, I five. think. They've lost They've six in lost a row. they now lost six in a row.
0: But a team, let's just say two weeks ago when Anaheim was on this little heater, someone might go and say, okay, we got Anaheim here. They're the worst team in the league. So we might not have to bring our very best. And then you get caught. You get stung because you didn't bring your very best. Back in the day, it happened a lot more because the parity wasn't there in the league. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Well, the level has definitely increased oh. there. So this is where I believe, and this is just my belief and my opinion, you never, ever take your foot off the gas, I, ever. I can't agree with you more. Easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it takes practice, so mm-hmm. you got to keep coming back. It has to be a standard. It has to be a habit. So if you look at last night, the Oilers were... They weren't the
0: better team in the first, I don't know, eight, seven, eight, nine minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anaheim wanted it more. The Oilers finally said, hey, let's wake up here. And they did.
1: Yeah. Sometimes so, you got to pinch yourself and go, what do we need to do to bring it back?
0: Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they weren't the better team, you know, up till, basically the, the, the turning point really was the Ryan Nugent Hopkins goal, the nice pass from Darnell Nurse. It kind of took a little will, a little out of the sails of Anaheim.
1: But, oh, it took a lot of sales. Yeah, the sales, but I mean, wins. it's
0: still only three, two. But now the others are going. Okay, enough is enough here. Let's get, let's kick these guys to the curb. They are. Anaheim is still going to finish anywhere between twenty eighth and thirty second in the league.
1: Mm-hmm. But sometimes all you need is one pass, one shot to get you on, and mm-hmm. then it's like, for whatever happens, the connection is made, mm-hmm. and then it's like. You're unstoppable. It's just keep going, keep giving it. Being be gritty, be give it everything you got.
0: We're going to do. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Jack Campbell and Manny Legacy later in the nine o'clock hour because we, mm-hmm. we kind of we're up against it. We're uh, got to pump the brakes here. When we come back, are you in? Are you out? With Lori Munzer, Olympic gold medalist, not former Olympic gold medalist. That's coming up on Sports 1448 after the break. Stay with us. Ah, uh, you know the eight forty music break is way better than the seven forty music break. <laughs> you know, coming in the intro music, Lorianne. Seven forty is Brian Adams, eight forty is the oh. Peppers.
1: Yeah, but Brian is classic Canadian.
0: I know, but it's the peppers, man. Peppers are just cool all the way around. Yes, they are. They're cool all the way around. That's our that's our era. You yep. know. You yep. know that there was a great documentary on Sixty Minutes about them about three, four months ago. Check it out. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check it out. Uh, okay. Time now for Are You In or Are You Out or In or Out? And the Duke of Delburn, Brandon Douglas, racking his brains following last night's epic loss of the Tropicana Oranges at Claire Drake Arena and has come up with five big points for la and myself go ahead duke
3: yeah it's tough to differentiate what keeps me up at night more trying to drum up uh five statements to to go in or out on or the uh the dashes that i eat up playing defense for the tropics um down to the drake every uh or usually every sunday night but we'll uh we'll turn our attention to rogers Place from last night Connor mcdavid now on a four game point streak and has quietly escalated himself number 13 in league scoring with 25 points this current four-game streak will extend to be Connor's first ten-game point streak of the season.
0: You know, I'm I'll I'll just say I'm out on this because there's six more to go here. Mm-hmm. If you would have said seven or you know maybe eight, I would have probably gone on this. But I'm going to say I'm out only because that's six more games to get a point. You got some tough opponents coming up. I wish that he does. I hope he does. He's 10th in league scoring on a points per game average right now because he missed a couple of contests. But let's let's just get to five, right? That's, that's the old saying. Let's get to five first, and then we'll worry about six and seven and eight and nine and ten. So I'm out on this, but I hope he gets it.
1: I like your thinking on that one there, Kevin. I'm going to say I'm in. Because the team is fired up. This is going to add fuel to Connor's playing. And, yeah, he's going to take it one at a time. But he's going to build it.
3: All righty. The Oilers have one, two in a row following last night's win over Anaheim. uh, Including Stuart Skinner pitching a shutout on Friday's Black Friday matinee with the Hurricanes. But after what we saw in the first period last night, goaltending... Is still of paramount concern for the Oilers.
0: You want me to go first, Ellie?
1: You want okay, to go? Go, go ahead. Go you can ahead. go if you're ready. If you've got, if you got one in the chamber, baby, let her let her buck. I think goaltending should always be on the forefront. I think Skinner is fantastic, but they do need to keep it top of mind.
0: Okay, so you're saying you're in? I'm in. I am saying I am out again. I am out on it being paramount. Again, the Duke, he puts in these words. He tries to get you thinking. He's trying to go, is it paramount? That means number one priority. That's not the number one priority right now for this team. It's the number one priority for this team right now is to play composed, play hard, play with structure, play uh, again like it's your last game of the year, last period of the year, last shift of the year. Keep playing hard and keep playing smart. Do all the things you need to do in front of your goaltender. Whoever that goaltender is, you'll be successful. So I'll say the way, the style, how hard they play is paramount. Goaltending is a little bit following, follows that a little bit after that, Duke, so
3: very very fair we uh, heading into the monday night game to wrap up week 12 in the nfl but from yesterday the new england patriots lost their fourth game in a row second straight game they've scored less than 10 points fourth straight game they've scored less than 20 with speculation that it may be bill belichick's final season with the pats what i'm saying is that the patriots need the top pick in this upcoming draft more than any other team in the nfl
0: I'm going to say I'm in on this one only because Mac Jones stinks <laughs> and Frank Zappacosta or Bailey Zappi isn't the answer either. So, if, if Caleb Williams is the number one quarterback prospect that we've seen come along in a long time, then I'm going to say I am in. The Patriots need something, they need a spark, they need to generate some sort of anything positive on the field, off the field. Because what once was the number one franchise in the NFL isn't even in the top 25 right now.
3: Lorianne?
1: Yeah. I think it could go either way. They could pull an Alouette. But do they need help? Absolutely. And I think a top pick would be a great asset. Okay. So I'm In.
3: In. in In is Lorian the NHL missed the mark by not suspending Jacob True before his slash on Trent Fred Frederick this weekend getting just a fine for his troubles was the New York captain
0: well I would be in on this one that the NHL missed the mark I don't understand any reasoning behind this I mean if the only and I haven't even read the the NHL report. Did you read the the player safety report? So that's what happens, Lorianne. So the the NHL Department of Safety will send a report out. Normally, it's just on suspensions. I don't even know if they send it out on fines. But uh, so the he gave him a good two hander across the side of the head. I don't know if you saw the video. I pulled it up. Okay, pulled it up. Yep. So I mean, it was pretty obvious. Sure, it was. Yeah, but he maybe they're saying while well, he was slipping back and moving. It, it, if if he if you're going to make that case, this is so accidentally on purpose. It's not even funny. Truba's a repeat offender. He he's not exactly a ballerina out there. Although I love the way he plays, I, I love the, the, the fact that he's engaged, physical, hits hard, hits to hurt, like all that stuff. This was over the line. Big mistake. Big mistake that they didn't give him a game.
1: I'm with you on that one. Um, I think the NHL did miss the mark. It's obvious. I I do agree that, yeah, you have to look and consider, was he slipping?
4: Hmm.
1: Um, but come on, it's pretty blatant. There's a level and there's a line. There's a line to play scrappy, hmm. but then there's also the other way too. Tommy
0: T-Tex in uh, second angle shows differently for truba What does is, what is it show that's different? I don't know. Have you seen the second angle? Is this like the... The second Samurai
3: second, second shooter from
0: from uh, Roger McDowell, behind uh, <laughs> the second spitter from the Seinfeld. I don't the, know the
3: the grassy knoll. Um, no, I, I haven't shown. I haven't seen this different angle. But I mean, you can you can see where the justification is that because it. I mean, it's not like oh. Truba's winding up for this uh, this crack across uh, so Frederick's you, You're gear. fine
0: with just a fine.
3: N- no, I, I think oh. it should have been a suspension because regardless, like. it it wasn't a love tap and and maybe it wasn't uh, quite as malicious as uh, Mm -hmm. say Alex Petrangelo's uh, slash or something but like it is what it is your stick is up in a guy's (laughs) grill and it was not he didn't go out of his way to avoid the contact even if he is you know quote-unquote, falling down as that's happening. So I I think a game suspension probably would have been sufficient.
0: Dirty Dangler texts in, the angle they showed looked really bad, but there's another angle of the slash to the head that was way less worse. Looked like he was trying to grab his stick back. Yes, it's Truba, but honestly, it's two minutes. I don't know. I mean, every time I saw it, I just thought, just give him a game.
3: Yeah, and, and and the Truba thing plays a role because this is a repeat offender. Usually, not necessarily for this type of play, more so for mm-hmm. uh, just body contact, and um, you know you don't want to get caught on the tracks when uh, Truba's lining you up across the middle. But I think the reputation plays a role, or should play a role, because um, yet like you said, Kevin, he plays on the edge, and that is usually to the benefit of the Rangers. But he's uh, he's not, um, you know, he, he's been in the <laughs> department player safety sites before, yes. so. Now, uh, the most important question. The most important one, as always, as we steer away from the world of sports for number five, uh, American Thanksgiving. In our rear view mirror now, it is Cyber Monday, if you so choose to partake. Um, with Thanksgiving now past us, American Thanksgiving, it is now appropriate for Christmas music to be getting played regularly.
1: Go Thanks. ahead, Lorianne. Totally, okay. totally. Normally, it, uh, in Canada, it would be after Remembrance Day i agree yeah. yeah before that is oh boy yeah that's that's not good yeah so i'm 100 uh,
0: percent in on this as you are lorraine and i agree we talked about it right at remembrance day there should be no lights on no christmas yeah. lights no mm-hmm. anything uh until after remembrance day and the music same kind of thing you know even if you push it back i think even before american thanksgiving duke uh, you know, we've had the Christmas Village up for a couple weeks now. It's looking sharp. All the lights are up. Music's up. It's festive. It's cheerful. It's rock and roll. It's wild. <laughs> Christmas lights are the best. Yes, Christmas they are. Christmas music is the best.
1: Yes. Even when it's green, like it is right now, typically it's white. So, But we're okay. Yeah, we're we'll Canadian. Get, we're we'll flexible. We'll get some
0: white. The, the Stingray channel on the TV at night, you put that on and whatever I think it's seven something and you got the Christmas music Mm -hmm. then they got the the photo album and they know you know what song's coming on next Burl Ives is coming on and you're going I'm listening to Burl Ives that's what that's what it's all about
1: yeah good old Burl yeah I was hearing um, (laughs) who's who's who did uh, Irish Rovers about grandma
0: Uh, yeah grandma got run over by a reindeer the Irish
3: Rovers yeah
1: another great one
0: um. So that's it. How many ins and outs, Duke? That's yeah, solid.
3: Uh, keep, yeah, keep track. Yeah, like, This last one, you, I, I'm really on the fence because like, our, our neighbors here, the Stingray Studios, The Breeze, uh, they have been playing Christmas music for a number of weeks now. I think it was kind of like what you said, right at the, the tail end of Remembrance yeah. Day, maybe even uh, starting to mix some in kind of following Halloween for that a week and a half. But I'll be honest, to me, December 1st is is kind of the – but okay, the, the, what
0: about what about how? Um, I guess you have to say uh, Orthodox Christmas. A lot of people get upset if you say Ukrainian Christmas, but uh, we'll 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 use both. Do You let things go till January seventh.
3: No, like if you if you're celebrating, you can keep keep the tree up, keep the lights up, whatever, as long as you as long as you'd like. Because a lot of people take
0: them down right after Boxing Day, but if you want to be and celebrate. The Orthodox or Ukrainian Christmas and New Year's, whatever, they let her go till after January 6th, 7th, 8th in
3: there. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Like, if you want to listen to Christmas music on in the middle of July, like, mm-hmm. uh, blast the Mariah Carey till, uh, till you blow your speakers out. I'm totally fine. <laughs> like, you can do whatever you want at any time of year about Christmas, other holidays, the people that love Halloween and go all balls to the wall. Power to you. That's just not my thing. Uh, Christmas music, I think, because there is only like ten different Christmas songs that just are covered by this by a hundred different artists when it 's non stop Christmas music on all the time, it just gets so repetitive, and there are some nice originals mixed in um but But it is mostly just the same, like 10 (laughs) 10 songs.
0: The Duke is very passionate about this. We'll talk about this even later in the show. we got to get going. Pump the brakes. When we come back, top of the hour, Cassie Campbell, Pascal from Hockey Night in Canada. Before that, here is the Duke with a Sports 1440 update.